Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Let's unfold at episode 42. I'm your host, Eric, with my main man, Ron. How are you doing? Oh, I am. I am fired up and ready to go for this one. Fired up. We've got a lot to go over, as usual. I mean, so. Like, things just happen. Every time, man. It doesn't stop. Let's talk about, real quick, our leadoff story, which is the Dallas Cowboys defeated the New Orleans Saints yesterday, 27-17. Overall, the game, a little sloppy. Kind of concerning on both sides. Taysom Hill, four turnovers in the game. Cowboys trying to run the ball. Ezekiel Elliott only got 45 yards rushing. Um, who would you be more concerned with, the Cowboys or the Saints at this point? The Cowboys, absolutely. Because, look, Taysom Hill, yeah, I, I understand four intercept. Look, I get it. You know, he... He is not Drew Brees. But I was impressed with him in, during that game. Look, he had that, that middle finger, and I guess he's going to have surgery on it. Um, he couldn't throw with that that splint on it. And that, that's obvious because he was – look, he was fine before that happened. Once that happened, that affected his game. I mean, and I don't know if it was—I don't know if it was because of that, but it might have been in his head. Like, yeah. th- this is not a veteran we're talking Look, about. Look, I, I think I think uh, again, they paid—they overpaid for him to keep him. Oh yeah. But I think they—they they tried to keep him based on the fact that he was going to be that utility guy, not yeah. the starting quarterback. Yeah. And once that came to light with the Winston injury and that he may have to start, you can clearly yeah. see what happened there. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the concern has to be the Cowboys. They just have not looked good for weeks no. now. And even when they're winning, and we can say, yes, ugly wins, they still count in the records, right? You're still getting yeah. the wins. But you're not seeing any of that continuity anymore. You're not seeing them able to establish a run or throw the ball deep or do some of those things they were doing. The defense is playing very well for Dallas. That is a plus for them. If they can continue to drive it that way, again, they've got a good shot. But you got to get this offense back on page. And I don't know what it is or what's causing it, but uh, when Dak went out with that injury, they haven't seemed to be the same since. No. And, and he's, he's clearly not right. He's clearly not right. And you can see it just when he's out there jogging back into the huddle, you know, and there's just something wrong. Like, yeah, you just know there's something wrong, but he wants to be out there. Because, I mean, let's face it, we all know that running backs get shuffled around quite often. And, you know, it, it's e- it's very easy for a running back to lose their job these days. Yeah, and look, Pollard had that nice run for 58 yards, got the touchdown. I'm sure Zeke's a little nervous about it in the back Absolutely. of his mind, like I have to keep playing. But if they're going to make a run in the playoffs, they may want to sit him for a little bit. They, they've yeah. had some struggles. Last, listen, very tough week for them. Turd Merce, uh, Mistress, thanks for joining. Right? So, really, if you think about it, the head coach was out with the COVID. You know, they had a lot of uh, different things going on that played factors with that. So, to get out of there with a win, great. But, again, you, you're not going to want to be three weeks from now saying, hey, we should have sat him a couple of weeks just to let him get healthy enough for right. the playoffs. That's what and they should have too done. late at that point, you know. So we'll have to see how Dallas decides to handle this. Because to me, it's it's I think more about managing at this point some of these players so that they go into look. There's a good shot they make the playoffs, unless something drastically happens where they go on a losing streak. Um, they've got the NFC East locked up. Yeah, I, I, that, thank you. That should be a no-brainer, to be honest with you. Um. Valkyrie, thanks for joining. It's it, look, it, it, it's just their running game is not good, and I, 
I now believe that they did not upgrade their offensive coordinator. I mean, look, I, just saying. Well, it's we'll have to upgrade. I thought I, th- I think he's a he's a good offensive coordinator. We'll see. Um, let's move on to the big matchup of the week, and that would be the New England Patriots, who are going to be traveling to Buffalo this Monday in a big AFC East uh, showdown. What are some of your keys to the game? Uh, well, you have to be disciplined, and you have to stay in your lanes. So, you know, because, look, Josh Allen is a big guy. He can run. So you can't you can't get caught out of your lanes. You know, the way he's been throwing the ball this year, if you stay in your lanes, you're going to get turnovers. You're going to stop them. And that offense won't be as as lethal as it was last year. Um, he's throwing, he's throwing the ball, you know, overhead too much. So if he's going to do that, you got a key on, you know, those receivers that are going to get the ball. And if you have JC Jackson in the right place, he's going to get some turnovers. So this is going to be their toughest match so far of the year. Buffalo on both sides of the ball are very efficient. So fifth overall in offense, seventh in yep. passing, 11th rushing. Number one defense in the league, second against the pass, sixth against the rush. We saw some struggle last week when they couldn't run the ball in New England. Right. They're going to have to, again, they'll try to uh, establish the run. But now Buffalo's lost their starting cornerback uh, to, to Davius. And there's a, a Tadavius White. And so there's a really good shot for them to really try to move the ball through the air. I yeah. think they got to focus on that aspect of it uh, because you're just going to, you're going to have to see if you can create more plays than Buffalo does in the air. Buffalo yeah, is very good in the air. They throw the ball well. Again, Eric, like you're looking at the Patriots running game. It's, it's running by committee. You know, they're all going to get their shots. The The thing is, can Buffalo stop those screen passes? That's the question. If they can't stop that, that is just like running the ball. And when you're dishing it out to Lewis and to Bolden, especially those two, you know, and they're picking up those yards, it's like, it's like a running game. And that's going to open it up. And then with, you know, White out, that's going to make make things a little better for the Patriots' passing game. And so my, frankly, my con- I like the odds with the way he's throwing the ball. Yeah, my one concern would be, too, obviously the last game, 270 yards given up on the ground. We got the 20th-ranked defense as a team. You've got to be able to control that side of the ball because Josh Allen gives you an element as well. He's their second-leading rusher in, on the team. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. Stay right? in those lanes. Yes, they're going to have to be disciplined. Don't let them get in. My, my last key and the biggest key, I and I didn't realize it till I looked at some of the numbers today, third down efficiency. So Buffalo overall as a team is converting 50% of the time on third down, holding the opponent to 33%. New England's converting at 45% and holding their opponents to 36%. Whichever one of those defenses can control that stat and can get those teams off the field, can we'll, we'll win this game. Third down efficiency is going to be key in this game for both teams. New England will not win this game if they're going at 33% clip on third downs. They're going to be giving the ball back to Buffalo, giving them more opportunities. Right. Third down discipline is going to be key. Getting into, sh- you know what I mean, third and shorts. Exactly. Because that's going to be important. Spartan, thanks for the follow. Appreciate it. So you want to make sure that you're not getting in these third and longs on both sides, both teams. But right. whichever team does that. Also remember, New England, Kyle Duggar, possibly out. They still haven't – this the COVID, you know, the being a Monday yeah. game maybe possibly can come back if he gets the two 24-hour tests back-to-back. Right. But we may be out Duggar yeah, as well. Big. Yeah, that's, that's, that's He's leading the team in tackles, and you think about what he does from a – from a defensive point of, of he can play the slot, the tight ends, he plays safety. And they're, they're, they're two guys, Diggs and uh, Cole Beasley. Beasley's that slot guy. 
you, they like to throw the ball. That's their two leading receivers. So yeah. not having Duggar in the slot could hurt New England. Right. So no, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game and, and it's probably going to be one in the trenches because that's going to affect everything else. And as a so Patriots fan, I'm going to wait an extra day for it. Now it's just going to amp it up more because I know it's really kind of going to be a, oh, a rough. It's a game. battle for first place, though. It is. All right, let's uh, let's move on to uh, Antonio Brown and his three game suspension after initially attempting to falsify his vaccination card. Didn't I tell you? We said what it was did coming. I tell you? Right, we said it was coming. But how does this hurt the Bucks' chance for returning to the playoffs? I mean, it doesn't affect them going to the playoffs. But what it could affect is whether they get a home game or not. So I'm looking at it this way. There's, there's talk. And again, it's it's just rumor right now that they may cut Antonio Brown. Because, again, you think about all the issue he ha- he's had off the field. And this is just one more of those things. This is what happened with Pittsburgh. This is why he's not in New England. This yep. is why he's in Tampa Bay currently. No, I, I agree. He's he's, nope. he, he's he's a problem. They're five he's and zero with him on the on the field. They're yeah. five and zero with him on the field. If they cut Antonio Brown, that changes the whole complexity of the Tampa Bay offense. Yeah, then he'll sign with the Rams. <laughs> he's not signing. I don't think anybody else will touch this guy. I think he got it. He got a ride with Tampa because of Tom. <laughs> Tom, Tom's the one that put the stamp on that. Oh, I know. Nobody else touching him again. He's done. This is his last stop. No, he gets cut. He's in trouble. I think he's done. No, he'll he'll go somewhere else. And then there was another player on Tampa that one of the cornerbacks that got the same thing, three game suspension. So I don't know if he was in cahoots with Brown at the beginning of that or not. So it's just interesting to see. Yeah, it is. Week thirteen is on the docket, my friend. Yes. What games of interest are you looking forward to this Sunday? Well, not counting the Pats and Buffalo. Obviously. I got four. So do I. They're probably the well, same. I threw four. a fifth one in just for you. All right. So at the bottom of that list is Washington and Las Vegas. Ooh, I didn't have that one. Nice. Um, Washington's five and six. Yep. You know, this is a big game for them. If they can even it out at six and six, they're still in this. Yeah, what are they? Two games back of the Cowboys at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean uh and they face them twice though. They haven't played Dallas yet. And and we see what's going on with the rest of that conference. It's very top heavy, but you know, like a what is it, ten uh eleven and six. If you can go eleven and six, you're you're in. Yeah. But you might be able to get in there with a nine and eight record in that conference. You might be able to get in there. And, you know, I know they have some tough games ahead of them, but that's one to look for. And of course, Las Vegas six and five is trying to catch Kansas city. And it is possible at the end of this weekend that they could be tied with Kansas city. Yeah. No. So I had, um, one of my games of interest uh, is the Ravens and Steelers. So Ravens yep. at the Steelers. Is yeah, this I save one? all the good ones for last, Eric. I mean, well, I got a, I got a few here. Hold on, but uh, I, is this the end of the 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 Pittsburgh run? And we keep talking about it all season. They didn't look good last week. No, but the Ravens didn't look good either. The Ravens no. can't afford to lose this game. And, and and I look for the life of me, I don't know how Baltimore is eight and three. They should be more like six and five because that's how they've played. They played on and off. Um, But Pittsburgh, they're at Pittsburgh. So that is one thing that they have going for them. You know, I mean, if Pittsburgh has anything left, they have to win this game because if they lose this game, they're going to be, they're going to fall too far out and they have to climb over too many teams at this point. Yeah. Too many good teams. Yeah, so really fun game. I also had Buccaneers at Falcons. And you're probably like, Yeah, I didn't have that one. So I'm going to say, listen, Tampa Bay has not played well on the road. No. No Antonio Brown. One of their starting cornerbacks. This team right now is going through a lot of emotions. (laughs) 
And I know that sounds crazy, but if the Falcons can catch them just right, there's a really good possibility that the Falcons could win that game. No. I'm not – listen, anything's fine. No. Any given Sunday, we know that. No. Nope. We know that. Any given not Sunday. Happening. It's not happening. Any given Sunday, bro. That's why they play the game. Rock, they didn't play the two game. Two touchdowns this week. All right. We'll see. We'll see. But I think that's a game of interest. What else you got? Uh, of course, um, I had Denver at Kansas City. I had that one as well. Uh, Denver six and five, Kansas City seven and four. We see the obvious. We know is what there. Whoever wins is in first place, basically. So if the Chiefs are gonna take over this division finally, as the team we expected them to be, this is the game. Because if they right. can go out there and show that they can beat the Broncos with ease. And I, I'm not – If listen, if this is an overtime game where it's down to the wire, I'm not convinced the Chiefs have no, made no. that move to bounce back. But if if the Chiefs destroy the Broncos, which I, I expect them to, then I would say, hey, look, the yeah, Chiefs I, are one of the top teams in the AFC. I do as well. Um, but, you know, Denver has played very good defense, um, especially since Von Miller left. Yep. I, go figure. You know, <laughs> sometimes yeah, yeah. You, you give up your best player and then it makes the team better. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes. So what else you got? Uh, and of course, of course, um, the Chargers at the Bengals. I have the, the Bengals. Yes, I think that's a great game. I I I'm going to watch this game. I I I am. I just want to listen. The Bengals, if they're for real. Just, just get some more wins here. Because every time we ever like, all right, the Bengals, that's it. This is it. They're making their move. They end up faltering and having a couple losses. Like they Cincinnati, can the, the Chargers are struggling. Cincinnati wins this game. It destroys my predictions. But I would Cleveland's, like Cleveland's to done. see yeah, Cincinnati win. I, I really would. You know, I've never liked the Chargers ever since they started whining about losing to the Patriots. You know, I never liked them. So, frankly, I could care less. And I also think that Cincinnati is going to win this game. I, I hope so. I really do. Uh, my last game that I had of interest, and this is for you, I put the Vikings at the Lions because every week you put the Vikings in. So, Minnesota, I said, Ron, want to want to see that game because every week you've had Minnesota as one of your interest games of interest. So, hey, can the yeah, Lions I just, the I just win? chalk this one up as a win from, from Minnesota. Or does it go tie again? No. <laughs> no. No. Because Minnesota's played probably more close games than any team in, in, in the league. Yeah, I know. So I know. as much again, as we think this should be a cakewalk, they're, they're going to be the ones that make it difficult and probably win in overtime or tie. Look, if you lose to Detroit, you don't to deserve Zimmer? to be in the playoffs. Period. Time to fire Zimmer? At that point, oh, whoever loses to Detroit is going to get some backlash. <laughs> Do you have one more on there? Nope, yeah. that You're is good? all of them. All right, so there's a couple games of interest. So obviously, uh, we'll be watching, and then some of these obviously playoff implications. Now we're starting to see it's that time of the year where some of these wins and losses could end up affecting the team. So it'll be fun to watch. This is a great week, absolutely. All right, my friend, triple play time. Triple play time. Triple play. And I know how excited you are about the triple play because you love the triple play. I do love the triple play, but I have no idea who you what picking? to pick in this one. I have All no right. idea. So, uh, Like, who do you, who the hell do you cut? I mean, really. All right. Um, so you ready? All right. I'm first, I'm first this week, correct? Oh, okay. All right. So. We are deciding between these top sack leaders currently in the NFL, and that's Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, and Matt Judon. So which player would we start, bench, and cut? So I looked at it as a collective whole of what they've done over their career, but I also looked at some of their their, their age, so it played a factor. I went with my starter, Miles Garrett. He's got 56 and a half sacks. He's been to two Pro Bowls, one All-Pro, but he's only 25 years old. So out of the three, he's the youngest. He's honestly right in line with all the rest of them. I benched TJ Watt, 62 sacks, three Pro Bowls, two All-Pros, but he's 27. So he's two years older. 
So you're going to tell me Miles Garrett can get six sacks in two years and overpass TJ Watt if he really has to. So I feel that, which means, and it hurt, but I cut Matt Judon, who's only had 46 sacks in his career, two Pro Bowls. He's 29, obviously having the best season of his career this season. Might be a you know a culmination of the coaching and the team he's on now versus Baltimore and how they used them, but I didn't feel as comfortable saying that out of the three of them, he was one of those top sack guys just based on what he's done in his career. You're up. That's pretty good. Again, you know, I went with I'm starting T.J. Watt. Okay. Um, and the reason is because T.J. Watt does a lot more than, you know, get up at that line and then go get the quarterback. He is running that defense. You know, he is more than just a sack guy. And, and so is Judon as well. But the age factor is there. It's glaring. So T.J. Watt, to me is more like a general on that field as like a quarterback would be. And to me, that value far and away exceeds what what Garrett can become because of that factor. Because, I mean, the sacks are there. So if you take that out of the, of the, um, equation. the equation, there is more that – T.J. Watt brings to the table. So I start him. With that, Garrett is on my bench. The numbers are there. I mean, mm -hmm. that guy is is a monster. He's a monster. And he will get sacks as long as he is going to be playing the game. And unfortunately, it does hurt. You know, yeah, Matt Judon is kind of... <laughs> you know, I love the guy. I love the guy. He's the great best thing the, the Patriots did in the offseason. Off yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, at that, you know, 29, like how many more years does he, is he going to have? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, but no. I mean, listen, was, listen, but, yes, for New England. Yeah. <laughs> yes. For New England. No. So that's our pick. Uh, that's our triple play. Uh, we do it every week. Um, once again, if you enjoy what you, what you're seeing, we are live every Friday night at 6 p.m. We're on Rhode Island Broadcasting. You can watch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can also watch us on SECTV in Southeast Connecticut on Public Access Channel 12 now. We're excited about that. You can follow us on social media, at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. Don't have time to watch? Listen. Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify, so many different ways to watch, follow. Ron, can you give them that Twitch just in case they want to follow the Twitch? Um, the RI. Oh, Twitch.tv backslash RI underscore broadcasting. We always have a bunch of people on Twitch watching us. So join in on it. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. get in, get in there, subscribe, throw out the bits. Every little bit helps. <laughs> Every little bit helps. Get, oh, look at you. You are just, <laughs> you've, you've been rolling the past couple of weeks with this. Yeah. So let's go on to your number one topic. The thing you love the most, and that's the NHL and the a lot NHL. of a lot, lot going on. So the gentleman we're going to put on the screen right now, left winger Jake DeBrusque has asked the Bruins for a trade. Do you think the team should grant it and how would it affect the team overall? Well, um, if teams want a draft and want to give a draft pick for them, that ain't happening anytime soon because the Bruins are up against it with players. Providence Bruins are, are in the midst of a COVID problem. So the Bruins cannot grab any players from down in the minors. So he is not getting traded for a pick. Absolutely not at this time, at least for a week. So it's 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 quite concerning um, that he wants to wants to trade. He wants out, but he's playing on power plays. You know, I mean, I you have the opportunity to score goals. Yeah. And what do I see? 
during those power plays in the last couple of games. Not many goals. He's he's just dishing it off. He scored a goal last night in a power play, but but he's constantly on the on the power play. He's constantly passing. He's there to shoot. You have one of the best shots on the team. Shoot. Yeah, so and he's only got four goals and three assists in 19 games. He's a, a plus minus of minus two yep. overall. So then I, I went back and looked at it. So he's been with the team, what, four or five years? Five years. His best year was 2017. He had 43 points. He was a plus 13 with 16 goals, 27 assists. After that, yep. he's basically tapered off every year since. Yeah. So and for me, I don't is it is it more the player or is it the team? I to me, I think he's trying to move, thinking that it's the team. And it honestly it looks like his numbers have just declined consistently throughout the last four years. Yeah, because he's not he's not playing smart. Like when you watch him play, he hustles and he does all the things that you want to see, but those those smart those smart plays where you just got to be in the right place. He's never putting himself in the right place. Look, this guy's got a lot of talent, but there's also hundreds of guys just like him that come through the league every year that just can't find that, that thing that makes them better and it's and it's usually like we talk about the football intelligence of quarterbacks, right? It's the same principle. Like like when you look at a Patrice Bergeron or a Connor McDavid or you know, some of these upper players, they're always in the right place at the right time. You gotta be in that spot. Just just watch the other the instinct, players. Right. The instinct has to be there. You gotta be able to understand what yeah. the game, what 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 the, the other team's trying to do against you and then you know obviously change exactly uh, based off of that so let me ask you this question will he be traded i believe so and and you know what i would like them to trade with philadelphia wow connect okay. me because what's happening to connect me is the same thing as what jake debrus is going through Starts off like a house on fire, and now, now he's being benched for players. He's like a year behind where Jake DeBrusque is now. Now he's a campfire. So now he's like sitting out healthy scratches. He's roasting. He's roasting marshmallows now at this right. point. Right. So, so <laughs> if there's a if there's a team that is a match made in heaven, it would be Philadelphia. You swap the two players, and you just say, okay, let's see what happens. All Who right. gets so- a better deal? I know, I know you uh, wanted to discuss some of the uh, the injury concerns with Boston this week, uh, some of the COVID situations, Marshan being out uh, for the next game as well. Yep. Um, are the Bruins going to be okay? Well, if look, they lost Zaboro last night. Um, it didn't look good. Uh, I exp- I don't think it's. I mean, it could be a. a- like a fractured kneecap for all I know. I haven't heard the results of what the injury is, but he's going to, he's not probably going to play the next game. He's not going to play against Tampa Bay. And let me tell you, he's been playing so well, probably the second or third best defenseman on the team lately. That's how well he's been playing. Um, he's actually making Grizzlick look bad. So, so I think eventually he's going to take that spot that that Grizzly has right now, and but so now Connor Clifton is the only available player for the Bruins right now. So he will go in undoubtedly against Tampa Bay. The problem is if somebody gets sick because yeah, Cassidy yep. is out because of COVID, so it could spread to somebody else. And that could happen today or tomorrow. And if it does, they don't have a player to replace that person. And if it's two or three players, you're going to look at postponements. That's gotcha. what's going to happen. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, 
if that happens, that's going to be even more difficult because they're already behind on games, like yeah. four or five games on everybody. So their schedule is going to be murder. Yeah, towards the end of it, at the end of the season. So let's discuss. So Evander Kane has cleared waivers and is currently in the a- AHL. Should a team look to trade for him? So I looked at this one aspect. They're both left wingers. DeBrusque is a left winger. It's a $2 million difference in salary, so it's not a huge jump. Um, could Boston possibly look at Kane as a potential trade partner for DeBrusque? They could. The only problem is Kane has got a suspension, right? No, he's he's uh, he's done with the suspension. He's already done the 20 yep, games? That's right. Yeah, so then they put him on waivers. He cleared. He's actually playing now in the AHL. Hmm. So they can trade for him now. Well, if if he doesn't have to serve any suspension games, then why not take a flyer out on him? You right. know. So then we started to look at. It. Listen, we we did a story about him uh, a couple months ago with the wife and all the the situation about gambling. And now the NHL has done all the investigations, realized that none of it was true. Yeah. And the more that you're starting to hear these stories, it seems like the the spouse is actually the one that's really creating these stories. And just trying to get the media on her side. Right. Um, and I'm not saying either way, right or wrong, what whatever happened in their relationship happened. He's probably no saint as well. But I would say no. this, that some of the things that he's done didn't never happen. I mean, the COVID thing, falsifying his card, he that was did stupid. it. Right. And he'd admitted, look, I, I did it. I don't and want to of course the problem with the teammates too. That's, that's but, a- and again, he's saying he didn't lose any sleep over it. He doesn't think it's a big issue. That to me is concerning because that's just showing you don't feel like you had a problem at all. And to me right. that sometimes I but, think you, you stated it though. Boston has a very strong core of, of yeah, leaders that like, I don't I think mean, that would affect them at all. You look up and down that lineup. I mean, you're talking guys that have been around a long time. You know, Pasternak has been around for a while now already. Bergeron, Marshan, Smith, Coyle, you know, Hall. I, like, there's up in uh, Felino. Like, he's not going to affect anybody on this team. It's not going to happen. You know, it's just not going to happen. So, if there is a team with all this leadership, Boston is a good spot. Right. And they need him. Listen, he played 56 games last season, 22 goals, 27 assists. Yeah. Tied his career high in goals last season. Yep. I would take 22 goals on the Boston Bruins right now. They need a guy, a guy that's going to be willing to and shoot And that's in a shortened season, Eric. Right? So think about it. Like, to me, if Boston's smart, they're kicking the tires on this one. They're at least kicking the tires and saying, look, if, if you want to go that bad, you know, San Jose saves some money. Maybe, you know what I mean, Boston picks up a little more of – Kane's contract, so it doesn't yep. affect, you know, the Sharks as much. But to me, this makes sense where both players both want out or, or need to get out one way or yeah, the other. And, and then you can trade DeBrusque for a draft pick. Yes. So, I mean, it's a win-win, really. And I believe those, the Bruins may still have some room under the cap. Um, I'm not quite sure on that, but I'd have to check it. I, my hockey knowledge is growing by the day because oh my of you. God. I appreciate it. Huh? I was like, what position? Left wing, left wing. Bang. No, that's good. Let's make it happen. In, in all actuality, though, Jake DeBrusque is a right winger, but he's playing on the left side he's because listed as left wing on the Boston winger. Bruins website. And I'm that's vital to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. All right, my His friend. Position is right. Let's talk about a sport that continuously cannot get anything right. And that would be Major League Baseball. So Major Come League on. Baseball. They never get anything right? You, you want it, that beautiful picture that's coming up by my producer right now is going to say what the problem is going on with Major League Baseball. And that's a lockout. Look at that nice lock. You see the Dodgers Stadium right in the background. Yep. How great is that? So since the Major League Baseball inception, nine lockouts. This is the ninth lockout in Major League Baseball history. What do you yeah. think this means for baseball now today? Okay, so my thoughts is both sides are greedy. Yes. Now, it always comes down to 
the fans paying more at the gate. Ultimately. So it doesn't matter who wins, who loses on either side. But we as fans are going to pay for it. Exactly. Now, the problem I have with all of this, this could ultimately put baseball down as the fourth major sport. Hockey yeah, will pass it up. Listen, hockey did a very thing, a smart thing this year, right? You get TNT involved. You get ESPN involved. Yep. You're starting to get revenue from that, from the right. TV deals. Baseball, honestly, is starting to lose its ground. And Look, this is just – if they, if they go see, into this season – We're going to see $40 million players this year if, if for, it comes back. Ron, if they go into the season missing games, yeah. you're ultimately already starting off on the wrong foot for next year. Yeah. Like, they've got to get this figured out. They've got basically two months. Because come February, spring training starts. If there's a lockout, that pushes regular season games either back or you, you start canceling regular season games. They need you know, to stop. Look, I generally, I generally side with players more often than not, but this is getting a little much now. Both of them, both of them have some legitimate arguments that make sense. But my point is this: when you ultimately look at, and I, I did a, a small podcast, my Sports Unfolded Sports Short on um, my on Anchor on Sports Unfolded. Check it out. They last met on Wednesday. Lockout started on Thursday. Do you know how long they met for on Wednesday? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Is a, why is that a surprise? Right? So this is my – neither side wants to even work at it or try to compromise or make some things work. So to me, again, you you hit the nail right on the, the, on the head, right? When you said the fans ultimately will pay because guess who's paying for all these high-priced players? The fans. The ticket prices go up. If they start missing games – Ticket prices go up. The the concession stands go up. And all they ultimately care about is themselves, both sides, because they're not looking at the fans' perspective of this. They're looking at what's going to make us the most money and what's going to ultimately cost the fans the most money. You well, can't tell me for seven minutes it was your, you, you have the fans' best interests at heart. You had nothing to – you're not even thinking about the fans anymore. No, it, and and let, let's let's be honest. Baseball has never cared about the fans. No, they've never cared. You know, and and the more people start realizing that, then it ends. The last Look, one they had in the '90s, they said it. It hurt them. They lost fans. They lost. They lost a lose lot of revenue fans this time. And Eric. they're going to do it again. Lose. Yeah, they're going to do it again. And I think you hit it right. Perfect. NHL will surpass Major League Baseball as number three because of the fact that they're now starting to be more visible in homes because of that that TV deal. Yeah, Major League Baseball is going to drop the ball here, literally, because they're ultimately not even going to probably play regular season games. There's going to be so. I, I mean, I, and you look at it like like when you look at the four major sports, what is the least entertaining? It's baseball. Like, uh, look, I grew up when I was like, I don't know, six watching, you know, Yaz and, and all the Sox playing. You know what I mean? I I don't see that anymore. Like there wasn't like there's not that identity of, hey, this is your team, your team as a fan. This is your team. Baseball isn't like that anymore. It's it's just it's just a money making machine, and those those cogs are starting to move slower, yeah, and slower and slower because people are starting to get fed up. The games are too long, you know. There's there, it, it's just it's just monotonous, and like seriously, I'm so tired. And, and the Sox are just as much to blame as anybody when you have to watch freaking uh what's his face uh catcher i can't even think of his name i'm so fired up right now <laughs> um i can't think of his name but every after every pitch he has to back out of the box fix the do gloves. a little walk fix his gloves it's like it's like the nomar thing all over again and it's like every single pitch and they all do it you know, I'm I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Just throw the ball, play the freaking game. 
almost swore there. I'm getting Ooh, mad. No swear. Because I'm so yeah, sick of baseball. I'm so sick of it. So this let me summer, ask you. this summer, it's going to be all about soccer. It's going to be all about <laughs> WNBA. I love it. You know, I'll be covering more of, of it. Absolutely. So since you brought the socks up, let's talk real quick about the trade they made. Hunter oh. Renfro was traded to the Milwaukee Brewers for Jackie Bradley Jr. How do you feel about the move? This is just ridiculous. This is the Red, <laughs> uh, this is the I, Red Sox saying hey, we don't want to pay Renfro. So we'll trade him for Jackie Bradley. Everybody will be all happy that we got Jackie back. Yeah. Let's bat 200. 200? He batted 163 I'm last just saying. Season. He might 163, have a, six he home runs, spike. 29 RBIs. 29 he RBIs. You just gave up a guy that bat, hit 31 home runs, 96 yeah. RBIs, yeah. and 259 batting average. You know what? Yeah. You know what Jackie Bradley Jr.'s best year was with Boston batting average? 2020, he batted 283. Yeah. He's never batted pat, even close to that any of his seasons before that. No. They picked him up for a glove. Yeah. I but don't Renfro get it. led the it league in assists. Like, what are we doing? What are they doing? It's like oh, he brought so much to the table. I don't get it's it. Like, what do you? I don't, I don't understand that move. No, this is because they didn't want to pay, and they think they have the answer down in the minor somewhere. Well, then they get my they the JD re-upped right, so I think that might be some of the factor too, because now they got to you know what I mean. They're going to be paying him, so I don't know. Yeah, that, so well, it's the luxury tax. They don't want to pay the luxury yeah. tax. That's what it is. Uh, but don't worry about it. They're going to be striking anyway, so it don't matter. Yeah, it no, matter. it doesn't matter. I, so, you know what? I hope they don't come back this year. I really don't. It'll it'll make me feel better. It, it give us more to cover on other sports. That's right. Ron, it's face-off time. This is a big one. This, this one, we, we, we might argue this. Terrible. You, thought, you don't like this one? <laughs> wow. So let's bring that picture up because it's getting me all fired up just seeing both of these guys. Who would you rather have at this point as the New England Patriots starting quarterback, Tom Brady or Mac Jones? And we're talking about current, not, you know, don't go with the seven Super Bowl titles. Don't go with the, the, if you had a choice today, based on what you've seen this season, which quarterback would you want? One of us has to be for Tom. One of us has to be for Mac. Kenny, I think you joined. Which one? Who should argue for who? My main man, the, the man, Kenny, has joined us. One of our Sports Unfolded analysts, our NBA top dog. I don't know if he's he's he, he chimed in with the Nomar thing. I know. I don't know. Maybe he's not on. So I'm first this week, right? So I guess I get to pick if nobody jumps in real quick here. I'm going to give him one one more chance here. Who does Eric get, Mac Jones or Tom, Tom Brady. Brady? Who would I rather have today as the New England Patriots starting quarterback? All right. This is where we're going, my friend. Are you ready? Yeah, I already know who you're going to pick. I'm going to pick Mac. I know you are. I know I knew you knew I would. And you I would you would pick Tom. So I, I could clearly see where this is going to go anyway. All right. So this is how I look at it. If you look at these shared numbers of – Tom Brady's first year to Mac Jones' first year. Mac Jones has clearly surpassed what Tom Brady can do. You can clearly see that this kid is more intelligent, has the opportunity to grow, and I'm looking at from a future standpoint, we're able to grow with, with Mac Jones. Plus, he also gets other guys involved that Tom would refuse to get involved because Tom wanted his guys. Tom has his guys. He wants his high-priced Antonio Browns, Mike Evans, Grunks, these top guys. Godwin, you don't have that in New England. He wouldn't fit in this offense. It's the same offense as last season, yet they're performing much better with Mac Jones than Tom Brady because Mac Jones doesn't look at how much they make, what their number is, what they've done for me in the past. It's all about who's on that field and how can I make them better. Mac Jones definitely would be my starting quarterback today if I had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
you are out of your mind. And I'll tell you why. First go, of go all, ahead. you just said Mac Jones was smarter than Brady. when it... I didn't say that. I said he's yes, an intelligent did. quarterback. Did I say he was smart, smarter than Brady? No. I, he's an intelligent, intelligent football-wise. No. You did. You he's just not. said, I said that. he's a smart quarterback. He's a smart quarterback. You said he's, he's smarter than him. He's not smarter than Brady. All right. Look, Tom Brady has already done it with nobodies. He's already done it with nobodies. So, so what happened last when last you're year saying ago? that he wants his guys? He wants his guys. He has never said he like all through the, his career in New England. He never said, "Oh, I need you to bring this guy. I need you to bring that guy." He just followed New England Patriots trade a second round draft pick for Sanu because Tom Brady said he wanted him after the Antonio Brown debacle because one he guy, wanted- yeah. Wow. Because he he can't throw to anybody. He refuses to throw to anybody that doesn't have a big price tag or a, a top notch wide receiver. Matt oh. Jones is Tom Brady wasn't going to isn't throwing to Nelson Aguilar this year. He's not. I'm going to tell you that there, right now. The question isn't whether he brings his guys or not. It's like who would you want to lead the team right now? Right now. And Tom I'll tell Brady you, would not throw to Nelson Aguilar. Would not throw to Kendrick Bourne. As long as Tom Brady is in this lead, I take him over anyone. Because you're thinking about the past. And again, in in 2019, he refused to throw to certain guys because he didn't feel they were worthy enough. He would do the same thing with this team this year. Mac Jones isn't doing that. Mac Jones would clearly, as you can see, he doesn't care who he throws to. John Smith is not getting thrown from Tom Brady. The Patriots would not be a winning team with him? With Tom Brady? I don't think they'd be as successful with Tom Brady. You don't think so? No. Oh, my God. How can you even say that? Because I've seen it. Look, Yeah, you've seen it. You've seen his career. His career was when he didn't think he was bigger than the game. And then he got to a point in 2019 when that whole thing blew up and he wanted out of New England. He refused to throw to certain guys. Then now all of a sudden we didn't have talent. You didn't have talent for all those years before that. Nikhil Harry, he would not throw to Nikhil Harry. He already said it. He didn't want the guy on the field at all. They don't throw to Nikhil Harry. He has, what, three, four receptions all year? That's fine. What I'm saying is... (laughs) It's the same thing. Matt Jones is not saying he wouldn't throw to him. It's still the same result, Eric. Tom said he wouldn't throw to certain guys. Look, if Tom Brady was the quarterback right now, we'd be talking, hey, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. Okay. I don't know. I I think we've got a pretty good shot with Mac. And I'm not falling off the bandwagon. I'm not a Tom Brady. Listen, he did great things for New England for 20 years. Yes, and he's still doing it. If I look at today, because of the talent that he has in Tampa Bay. He can still do it. The guy can still throw the ball. Let me ask you this question. Why didn't he go to the Jets or one of these other failing organizations? He went somewhere where he knew he had a shot to go to a Super Bowl because they had so much talent already established. He wasn't going to a regular team. He wasn't going to do it. Of course, Eric. That's because what that's you what do when you now. get older. You don't want to make it too difficult. You don't okay, go so to this the is Jets. my point. Nobody so goes to run. the Okay, Jets. time out. Time out. So think about what you're saying. Which team has more talent now? Tampa Bay or New England? Are you serious? New England. What, what, what team are you? Antonio Brown. Grunk. Mike Evans, Antonio Brown is suspended, and you said he's probably going to get cut. Okay, but Fournette, you're talking about top echelon offensive talent on Tampa Bay. New England does not have that same talent. He would not want to be in New England. Just because they're not known doesn't mean that the talent isn't there. Okay. Look, I'll take that New England defense over Tampa Bay defense. Won that face off without a doubt. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely I, I people not. write in, chime in, email sports unfolded, sports underscore unfolded 2021 at yahoo.com. Tell me who won that one because I clearly won that one without a you doubt. did not win it without a like, doubt. Tom without Brady doubt. Is, is, is still the GOAT. You He's still are the looking GOAT. at the past, today's team. If it, he was on this team, they'd be in, they might even be a game ahead. Oh, you're, you're crazy. The game they wouldn't have lost, yeah, Tampa Bay. Maybe. And even that, Matt Jones looked oh, better than Tom Oh, Brady. then two, because they and probably wouldn't have lost another game. I'm done. They started two and four. Ron, 
they would have at least started three and three or four and two. Ron, what time is it? Pick and roll, baby. Pick and roll. The best segment on this show. Kenny loves it. You love it. I love it. Pick and roll. This was actually a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Oh, I never. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, jeez. I had my number one from from the get-go, from the jump. But we are going to rank these these famous number 42s. Jackie Robinson, Ronnie Lott, Mariano Rivera, James Worthy, and Paul, Paul Warfield. So great players, all one number 42. We're going to rank them from five to one. I'm first this week. So I started off with James Worthy, 17.6 points per game, five rebounds, and three assists, seven-time All-Star, three-time champ, two-time All-NBA. But I just looked at his numbers were kind of like five rebounds, three assists. Not Didn't wow me off, off, you know, when when I wrote them down. Number four, Paul Paul Warfield. And the reason why I picked him, I thought about the era afterwards and when he played versus to today's game. So the numbers don't jump off the page, but you're looking at 427 receptions for eight, over 8,500 yards, 85 touchdowns. Doesn't sound like, oh, wow. But if you think about they didn't pass as much back then as they do now. So his numbers probably would have been even better if he's in today's NFL. Eight-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro. Two-time Super Bowl champ, one-time NFL champ. So he won one before the league actually formed. So three-time champion overall. Number three, one of my favorite players of all time. Love the way this man hit. Ronnie Lott, 1,146 tackles, 63 interceptions, five touchdowns from a safety. Ten-time Pro Bowler, six-time All-Pro, four-time Super Bowl champ. Still my favorite story I have ever heard is instead of getting surgery on his finger and missing weeks, he cut it off so he could keep playing. Ronnie Lott, true football player. Love that man. Loved Ronnie Lott. Number two, Mariano Rivera. 2.21 ERA, 82 and 60 in his career, 652 saves, 1,173 strikeouts, 13 All-Stars, five World Series champions. And he was an MVP of the World Series as a closer. <laughs> you don't see that. How many times does that happen? A closer winning an MVP in a World Series because he shut it down. Mariano Rivera. But that the obvious call has to be at number one, Jackie Robinson. Batted 313, 141 home runs, 761 RBIs, 1,563 hits, won an MVP, seven All-Stars, one champion. You're like, Eric, that's not very impressive. His number was retired in 1997 and is no longer allowed to be worn in Major League Baseball history, number 42, because it's not just about the numbers. It's what he did to break the barrier. He is the greatest 42 of all time. Nobody in Major League Baseball will wear his number again because that's how significant that number is with Jackie Robinson. Has to be your number one. Okay, so we did not see this eye to eye. If you don't put Jackie Robinson number one, this the man's numbers retired from baseball. I don't care. What? I don't care. You want the best player, right? The best of the The best forty-two of all time. All right, number five. I have James Worthy. Oh, we. You gave all the numbers. You know it. Three-time champ. You know, seven All Stars. It was okay, but he wasn't. He wasn't the catalyst of those championships. No double doubles, none of that. I got no, you. No, none of that. And yeah, uh, magic, he had magic and Scott. He had, yeah, he had some oh, yeah, all those players. guys. So <laughs> number five, that was pretty easy for me. Okay. Number four, I have Jackie Robinson. You are out of your mind. Go. I am not I out cannot. of my mind. His numbers. Look, I'm basing this on good. numbers. I'm They're basing it on numbers. I know he broke the barrier. I know all about that stuff, and rightfully so. He got the number retired because of breaking that barrier. Four, I two. get that. Jackie he Robert. deserves that a hundred percent. But okay. as nope. of the forty twos, he is number four. <laughs> One championship. One. Yes, clearly, face off and pick and roll. My all mine this week. No. Go ahead. no. No, there's no winning this. I number this. three, I have Paul Warfield. You gave those numbers. 85 touchdowns in that era was right. So impressive. Freaking phenomenal. Right? That's nuts. Three championships, of three. course. One was pre-Super Bowl. Love it. 
good insight. So, like that era, you know, that was football. They ran the ball. Yeah. <laughs> that was he had. He actually had 204 yards re- rushing as a receiver. So he was number th- he was number three. Here is where I had a difficult time. But not only because I'm a Sox fan, but the two players involved in these were, were clearly the best two players. Clearly. It wasn't close. I have Ronnie Lott at number two. Ten-time All-Star, four championships, 63 interceptions. interceptions. Two, five touchdowns, too. He scored five times. Like, you think like, about it from a safety. This guy, this guy Ronnie. is not only one of the best 42s, he's one of the best NFL players of all time. Like, I know how you feel about him. I feel the same way. This guy was a beast. He he changed games. He, did. he changed games. He did. There's only maybe one or two other guys that I would find better on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe. Wait for show 56. I got you. Yeah. And number one might be one of the very few Yankees that I've ever liked. I'm a Red Sox fan, so that's saying something, that I actually like a Yankee. I respect Thanks for joining. And Mario Mariano Rivera was just lights out. His whole career, lights out. He was. You know, later on, the Red Sox, you know, with Ortiz and them, they started hitting him later in his career. But that's only what? A handful of games? They faced each other so many times. If if the important part of that 90s, those late 90 teams with the Yankees when they were dominating – it was Mariano Rivera because you knew once he went in, the game was yeah, over. that game was over. It was never gonna. There was never a question about it. So now, listen, I went with the historical number forty-two part. Um, but again, if you think about it, we really had the same list, other than you put Jackie at four, and then everything else would have been exactly the same. So we kind of look. We looked at it. I, I yeah, I didn't take the historical fact. The fact that if if your numbers retired and you're the only person, it's not like just 18 retired it. The entire league retired it. Yeah, and and I get that. And he deserves that. Like he was a good look, he he wasn't a chump. He he can play the game. Yeah. Okay. Like listen, you don't have to justify it. You know I want it. It's okay. But like just let it go. Mariano Rivera had five World Series titles. Five. That's okay. And one of them was because of him. We're all wrong at least once in our lives. This clearly was your time. But no, anyway. No, this is not if, wrong. If you enjoy what you're seeing, check it's... us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. You can watch us on SEC TV in Southeast Connecticut on Public Access Channel 12 as well on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter. At Broadcasting RI on Twitter, sports underscore unfolded on Instagram. And if you don't have time to watch, listen to us on Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify. So many different ways Sports Unfold is coming at you. We appreciate all the fans, everybody that supports us, all the followers. You guys are great on Twitch. You guys are always, uh, you know, turned out every Friday night for us. We'd love to have more fans out there so we can just keep integrating them into our program. Ron, prediction time, my friend. Guess what? We tied again. <laughs> yeah, but if I would have changed my my if, soccer one, ifs and did. So guess what? I think this is like three weeks running. We've actually <laughs> we've tied. I think it's three weeks straight. So let's see if we can break the trend this week. So first game, major NCAA football game for the SEC championship in Atlanta, Georgia. So that might give them a little bit of an advantage. But number one Georgia is facing number three Alabama. Who do you got? It's at Georgia. It's not at Georgia. It's oh, at that's right. Yeah, a yeah, neutral yeah. site. A neutral site. But it's in Atlanta, Georgia. So yeah, you kind of figure out where that's going. I'm gonna go with Alabama. All right, I'll go with the dogs. I'll go with the. I think Georgia. 
just because of the Atlanta factor. NFL, 12-5. So December 5th, Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Going Chiefs as well. I don't yeah. think Denver. I, I not believed in Denver all yet. 12-6. New England at Buffalo. Oh, this is so hard. It's at Buffalo. It's at Buffalo. I'm going New England. I have faith. I'm going Buffalo. It's worked for me last week. I'm doing it again this week. I'm sticking to this now. I picked Tennessee last week. Classic rivalry. Our Boston (laughs) Celtics at the Lakers on December 7th. Who do you got? Boston at L.A. Beat L.A. Neither team's playing very well. I mean, they're both hot and cold. You know what? I'm going to go Celtics. Oh, I like it. I like it. I'm going to go Lakers. What the hell? Let's get some difference in here. I, I, I like it. I think the Lakers. Boston just hasn't wowed me all year. NHL on December 4th. Well, I usually go against Boston. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maple, Leafs, Maple Leafs at Minnesota Wild. I'm going Toronto. Right, I'm- <laughs> Toronto just lit up Colorado the other night with like eight. So... No, right. definitely Toronto. All right, I think I added a, had a wrong. Would you go with? I'm going with uh, uh, Toronto as well. So MSL, so the Major League Soccer is actually in their semifinals this weekend on 12-4. The Real Salt Lake are at the Portland Timbers. Who who is the one that beat New England? Uh that's the New York Football Club, New York City thought. Football Club. So I thought. So I'm gonna go Portland. All right, I'm gonna agree with you. They're, they're home. Yep. The New York football, New York City football club at the Philadelphia Union again. The semifinal. These are both teams. Whatever, whoever wins goes to the to the to the finals, um, and that's on uh, December fifth. I'm gonna go with New York City. Oh, I like it. I'm gonna go Philly. I'm gonna go both home teams here. I'm going to go both home teams. I just think. So we've got four New differences. England, New England probably was the best team. Yeah. And then they got upset. Yeah, so yeah, they did. So we've got we've got four different ones again. So you know what? Next week, we're probably tying 2-2 again. <laughs> no, I'm going to clean sweep. Uh, oh, all right. All right. Let's see. All right. So how we always end our show, we do our final thought. And our final thought doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. It can be about anything going on in the world today. Um, uh, This week, I am first, so I'll go with my final thought. And my final thought is actually about the Memphis Grizzly, who defeated the Oklahoma City Thunder 125-79 to last night. A 73-point differential, a new NBA record. The old record was Cleveland beat the Heat back in 1991 by 68. And why I bring this up is because if I'm a fan, I understand the the word tank is like taboo, but how bad can you tank before you honestly realize a team really doesn't care? 73 points, that's a little ridiculous. I don't understand it, especially in today's NBA with the way they shoot the ball and and throw up threes that you shouldn't see this in today's game. Um, So a little discouraging that a team would allow themselves to get that far down. There was literally a player on the Grizzly that was a plus 52 while they were on the court. Plus 52. That's ridiculous. Like, this, <laughs> that makes no sense. So, I, to me, I, I just thought I, I, it was a tragedy for, from basketball standpoint. Like, they can't let this happen. You can't have these bad teams tank that bad and make it yeah. so obvious. But that was my final thought. Yeah, that's that's very well said because, like, I thought the Celtics were heading there the other night against um, the Spurs. They shot so poorly. Yeah. Um, well, my final thought is to the NHL disciplinary crew that can't seem to get the suspensions right and who gets them and what for. I'm on the chat in the NHL and there's all kinds of people saying, you know, Oh, they finally caught the rat Marshan, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. I saw, I saw and them. it's like, okay. So my take is 
all of that clamoring for one guy by fans from all over the league. And I'm like, every single team has one of those guys. Every single team. Every team. And if you look on the suspension list, as of right now, there are about 14 teams represented already. And we're only in 20% of the season. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? So, you know, when you're talking about somebody being a rat, and I know Marshan has the reputation. Now, I saw the play, and I knew there was a suspension going to be coming. I'm not so sure he did it on purpose because they were tangled up and, you know, things happen. But like we said before, like it happened um, with the Montreal game. And look, it's already two times PJ Subban has already been suspended for tripping. Like, he, I, I, wait, he wasn't suspended, I should say. He just got fined. He got fined 5000 and then he got fined 15000 for basically the same thing of what Marshan did. But he's done it twice already this year. So you cannot, you cannot say, okay, you deserve a suspension, but you don't, when it's the same thing. And Subban has been doing this for his whole career his whole career and just like Marshan, it should be fair and then all these other incidents that are going on and people are complaining it's like oh well you know he did this to my you know you all have one la kings they take bites so you all have one Marshan <laughs> likes to lick your player likes to bite so stop your whining about one player and stop whining about you know the league not getting it right when it comes down to those suspensions and i get you got to look after those repeat offenders you have to do that and i understand that and marshan deserved the the penalty the the suspension but it's got to be both ways yeah great point great point so you know it happens uh you know, as fans, we always think our team gets the worst end of the deal right. or when somebody else were like, I finally caught him. But ultimately, listen, it's like it's, Eric, I don't think it's fair anyway, no matter which way you look at it. Eric, there's there was somewhere. a Vancouver Canuck fan that was still complaining about the face face wash that Marshan gave Sadine <laughs> back in the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Okay. And I'm like, a face wash happens like 20 times a game. Stop complaining about yeah. that. How about Sadine sacking up and sticking up for himself? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it is what it is. So um, we want to thank everybody that joined us today. Uh, Foley, Sarah, Turd Mistress, Kenny, uh, Valkyrie. Uh, you guys were great today. Thank you so much. Um, all the fans that are out there, check us out. Again, we talk Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. We're all live on all those on Friday nights at 6 p.m. SEC-TV in Southeast Connecticut, Public Access Channel 12. You can watch us Tuesday night at 10 p.m. on that channel as well. Follow us, like us, subscribe. So many different ways to watch, listen. Sports and Fuller, we're going to continue to come at you. So you got no choice but either watch us or dislike us. But I'm going to tell you right now, once you get hooked, you're not going to find a better sports talk show on the Internet. Nope. Um, so we're excited to continue. And to I grow. do my homework. <laughs> I watch everything. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad uh, we got to do it today, again tonight, Ron. Episode 43 coming at you next Friday night, 6 p.m. Ron, take care. Fans out there, you guys have a great night. Peace. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>